Hi friends! Welcome to a new season of Seasons with Sheena Joy podcast. We're down to spring! My most favorite season. Among the four seasons, two of my most favorites were autumn and spring. Spring is the most beautiful season. After winter, which I consider a reset, flowers start to bloom. Aside from sakura or cherry blossoms, I also look forward to tulips and roses and the different shades of greens from previously snow-covered mountains. During spring, I also love waking up to the chirping or singing of birds. Indeed, spring is a season of joy and singing. Spring is a happy season. I consider my two years of stay in Japan as the happiest years in my life. Everything was fun and beautiful with the new experiences in the land of the rising sun or Nihon. I love the different people that I've met from the various nations all over the world and I will be sharing some highlights and lessons during those two years as a scholar. In this episode, I will share how I applied for a foreign scholarship. But before we go to our main topic, let me first share to you some random things. I started using menstrual pads and menstrual panties at the beginning of this year. Aside from avoiding sachets, using reusable napkins is also my small way of helping our environment through sustainable consumption. I'm now into my second month and I feel a sense of joy and fulfillment that I don't contribute to the wastes by not using disposable napkins made of plastics during my period. Besides being eco-friendly, reusable pads are also cost-effective in the long run and good for my body too. Unlike the single-use napkins, washable pads do not contain toxic chemicals that cause irritation or potential risk of infection in the feminine area. I use those with charcoal-based materials which are super absorbent with an outer layer of waterproof material that prevents leaks. In fact, I only change maximum of 3 times per day during my period. When it comes to cleaning and caring for reusable pads, I immediately rinse them after use as easy as using soap and water. In order to dry them, I put it inside a laundry bag in the washing machine dryer and hang where there is sunlight or air. Another option for minimizing the environmental and financial impacts of our period are the menstrual cups. However, they are also made of plastics or silicon, and inserting them is a bit of a challenge for me. How I wish that I had shifted to reusable pads a long time ago, but I guess it's still not too late for me to help our environment. Besides, I believe that a little goes a long way. Our main topic for this episode is how I applied for a foreign scholarship in Japan. So one of my greatest dreams was to study abroad for free, and I really thought that it was impossible or beyond my reach. When I was in the training division in BIR, 
my supervisor, who was the first and only recipient from our office of the JDS scholarship, encouraged me to apply for Japan. JDS scholarship, or Project for Human Resource Development Scholarship by Japanese Grant Aid, is offered to government employees in the Philippines since 2002. It is funded by the government of Japan through the Official Development Assistance or ODA supported by Japanese taxpayers. JDS Project offers two-year master's degree courses at Japanese universities in English which targets young government officials who are expected to contribute in implementing social and economic development plans upon return to the country. Aside from the Philippines, JDS supports 15 other developing countries such as Bangladesh, Bhutan, Cambodia, Kyrgyz Republic, Laos, Maldives, Mongolia, Myanmar, Pakistan, Kenya, Sri Lanka, Tajikistan, Timor-Leste, Uzbekistan, and Vietnam. The application process was challenging. Out of 200 applicants from different government offices, all over the Philippines, only 20 scholars are selected per year. In 2014, it was my first time to apply, but I failed the technical interview part. And in 2018, I gave it another try and thankfully passed the scholarship. The selection process consisted several steps starting with the submission of documents including your research proposal, then the academic aptitude test in English through TOEFL and mathematics, followed by health or medical checkup. The research proposal was the most crucial because during the technical interview, faculty members of the accepting universities visit the country for face-to-face -face interview. They ask detailed questions about your research, data sources, methodology, and review of related literature. But wait, there's more. Once you pass the technical interview, there will be a final comprehensive interview by the operating committee from NEDA, Civil Service, Department of Foreign Affairs, Japan International Cooperation Agency or JICA, and Japan International Cooperation Center or JICE. The panel interview was also challenging with questions about coping up in a foreign country, your work experiences, character check, and situational interview questions. The candidates were thoroughly screened since as a scholar, you will be representing the Philippines to other different countries for two years. Successful applicants were then approved and notified once you passed the panel interview. As I shared in one of my podcasts, I received the good news when I was in Bicol during my last moments with my grandfather, and that was one of the happiest moments in my life. The application process was really tough and challenging, but I am glad that I gave it another try. Jai supported us with all the application procedures with the accepting universities. I was accepted at International University of Japan in Niigata Prefecture with a degree in MA Economics. JICE also processed all the necessary documents for visa application and supported us with everything that we needed through departure orientations and one-month basic Nihongo classes. 
They were also the ones who arranged our airline tickets and assisted us during our departure for Japan. In essence, everything was provided for us by JICE. While on study leave, I still received salaries and benefits from my government agency. In exchange for the privilege of studying abroad while employed, upon return to my country, I am required to render a service contract with the government for four years. So here are my three tips to nail a scholarship abroad. First is pay hard. I believe that divine intervention is essential to secure a slot since the competition was really tough. I personally saw the hand of God moved in my favor during the exams and interviews and I would say that it was an answered prayer. Second is prepare a comprehensive research proposal that's timely and a- applicable for your government agency with definite data sources. And third is practice for the interviews by knowing your strengths and weaknesses, motivation, and your own character and convictions. For those listening to this podcast who are not government employees but also dream on studying abroad for free, there are other scholarships available such as Asian Development Bank Scholarship for those from the private sector. And also, you may check the websites of the universities in Japan since most of them offer private scholarships and sponsorships. I've met several students there who were recipients of those private scholarships and did part-time jobs on the side to fulfill their dreams of studying abroad. One of the pros of availing private scholarships is that you are not required to go back to your country after graduation and you can apply directly to the companies in Japan. So, good luck on your application and I encourage you not to give up on your dreams. If you really want to study abroad for free, work for it and grab the opportunity, especially while you're still single and young. Our verse for this episode is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, However, as it is written, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him. My desire to study abroad for free started with a dream, and I thought that it was impossible. I never thought that it will become a reality. As I've shared, I failed during my first time, but I'm glad that I did not give up on that dream. At the right time, I received the answer to my prayer, and indeed, as what the verse says here, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for us. When we allow God to guide us and direct our paths, we will be able to experience His amazing plans for our lives. God is someone who will not force Himself to us if we don't want to receive His guidance. We still have our free will to choose for ourselves. But once we leave the choice to Him, we will surely not be disappointed and we will say to ourselves that His plans are indeed way better than what we have imagined on our own. I hope that you learned something from what I share that will also add value to you. If you want to share with me your takeaways or if you have questions, feel free to contact me in my social media accounts 
in Instagram or Facebook Messenger at shinajoyya-on. See you in the next episode. Enjoy your season and always remember that you are loved. Bye!